We're about ready, y'all. We're about ready. Nobody wants us to talk about Firestarter. Hmm? Nobody wants us to talk about Firestarter. Not yeah. even the Wasp. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that movie was bullshit. <laughs> oh, I like that movie. I heard what you said. Uh, let me see. Y'all just give me, just give me a little time here. All right, all right, all right. I sometimes do do things on the fly. No pun intended for what we've been talking about today. All these bugs and everything. Let me see here. Oh, all right. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and do this right here. So let's see here. Let me see. Oh, peacock, man. Peacock was proud. Proud as a peacock. <laughs> Boy, they've been talking about this fire starter for months now. Oh, Have they? Yeah, they talking about, yeah, we, we finally, we're going to do Stephen King right. Mm. Everybody else got their Stephen King. What about us? Yeah, we, exactly. We got Stephen King too. Yeah, but ain't nobody going to be able to do King like we do King. We're going to be the king of king over here, y'all. Because, you know, back in the day, yeah, they, they made that fire starter. And some of y'all are, are nostalgic about that. But y'all don't know nothing about that real fire starter out here. You know, I, and by the way, I never saw that fire starter from oh, 19, you never did? 1984. Mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember people talking about it, but for some reason I never saw it. Charlie McKee is a healthy eight-year-old girl. Normal in every way. Charlie, now watch what you're doing. But one. Did she do that? What are you gonna do with it? I'll bring her here. So you can do all your tests. And you give her to me. Charlie has the power. Now, I, 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 I know, I know. I didn't see this, but I the, know. The, this is this is not an old hippie white man. That's supposed to be a Native American yes. right there, George C. Scott. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They ain't even bother to put no. It would be offensive. They ain't even bother to put no red shit on his face. I know. They ain't even I, get, I mean, I guess they were. <laughs> they were at least that progressive to go like, wait, we're not doing red face. Yeah, that put the man out in the sun or something. Yeah. Go put this white man up here and have him talking about I'm Native American. Get the fuck out of here with that. I, I know. Damn. <laughs> Fire started. Can Drew Barrymore roast his ass a little bit? <laughs> Give him a little crispier. Uh, Crispy, a crispy coating to make them look at least, at least a little bit ethnic, just a little bit. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know. Y'all should have just made it a. Cause that was the first thing that stood out to me. Because yeah. because I I I love that book. So when George C. Scott is John Rainbird, I was like, um. Yeah, yeah Rainbird. This man, can y'all get y'all gave this man a ponytail? Got him looking like. Woodstock and y'all gonna call him Native American. Get the fuck out of here Especially with that. Especially to watch the movie play out. It's like, he is Native American in name only. No. <laughs> even he didn't know his character was supposed to be Native American. Why'd you even go that far? You know what he should have been? Should have been an old white dude chasing a little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's a, he's a retired uh, <laughs> military dude, let his hair grow out. Really? Do we have to do that? See, that's when that's when Peacock came in and is said, see, see, this is how we're gonna make it better. Mm -hmm. No, we're gonna get a real Native American in this. Step one. <laughs> oh boy. Our fire starter's already better, man. Is it? Is it though? Is that all it takes? <laughs> is it really? That's all y'all got? Native American? <laughs> so y'all got John Redcorn up in here? And <laughs> you think you've done something? Really? All right. All right. You know what? We'll give you a chance. Let's, let's go ahead and take a look first before I say anything. Let's take a look at that new fire starter mm -hmm. with 100% authentic Native American in it. <laughs> On Peacock and also in theaters. Firestarter 2022. Daddy. What's going on, sweetie? Something feels weird. Something's changing. You remember the tools we taught you, right? Pencil, desk, paper, shoes. You're weird. Everything okay, Charlie? It happened again. What happened? The bad thing. If you ever start to lose control, what do you do? It didn't work. She's not a robot, Annie. She's a little girl. With little girl emotions, which are wildly unpredictable. Charlie? She just has to shove it down and keep it hidden. Our responsibility is getting her ready. Our responsibility is to protect her. Charlie? If they catch her, they're going to put her in a cage. Charlie? They're going to 
tests on her for the rest of her life. We'll never see her again. Uh, maybe they should put her in a cage. You never see her for the rest of, the, of your life. <laughs> maybe that's the best thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I got boy, I gotta tell y'all something. There ain't no logic in this movie at all. Like I said, according to me, now Martin saw it, I don't know his feelings, and I'm not gonna dare talk about his opinion if he likes this, but you can see where I'm kinda going with this. If who catches me? You heard that? <laughs> Something's happened, and I need it handled with discretion. And I need her back alive. Holy shit. Do you know what it means to be on the run? Bad men are after us. Really bad. I hate living like this! You're special, Charlie. I'm not special, I'm a monster! Ah. Yeah, what about that cage? Because <laughs> it looked like she needed to be in one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Who is it? It's the bad people. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Man. Come take her. Shit. Either you put her ass in a cage or y'all open a barbecue business <laughs> <laughs> and make her the fucking grill. Cause it, I just was like, man, it should set her own mama on fire. What would she do to the rest of us? Hell yeah. <laughs> they get this girl out of here. <laughs> Shit, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, give me a fox extinguisher and a bullet. I'll, <laughs> I'll get that girl real good. I want to help her. You want to use her? Charlie? Don't be stupid. Where's mommy? Do you feel that? Let her go or it's going to get a lot worse. Where's Wally? Tell me now! She's the first of her kind. A real life superhero. Don't do that. Don't start dick riding Marvel and all these other superhero yeah. movies trying to get people in like that. Oh, a real life super... No. Yeah, I know. I no. know. I know. It's the flavor of the day. Yeah. This ain't... It's, no, people. This ain't, this ain't Chronicle. This ain't Doctor Strange. This ain't none of that... No, he's trying to... But, Corey, at the end, she might have a costume. <laughs> I might have a costume, a straitjacket. <laughs> to... People, they try to... That's the thing that made me mad at this movie, because I knew from the beginning. I said, I don't know how this movie's going to be, but y'all trying to, like... You're trying to trick people into watching this. Mm. I'm like, no, nah, don't do that shit. You need to understand how to use it. It can't be a reaction. Even that crow said, bullshit! <laughs> Even that crow was up there. You ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> this is a bullshit. It can't be a reaction. It's got to be a decision. It's <laughs> the only way to can control Oh, did she blow? Did she, <laughs> did she blow that crow in a... <laughs> that crow was a snitch. He, I, had, he had to go. That wasn't even, that wasn't even a movie. <laughs> it wasn't. No, why did y'all put that in the book? I would have made that better. Look at this. Bird, I see you, bitch! Oh, you gotta go. It's gonna be a decision. No, wait, no! <laughs> you know what I wish would have happened? When that crow blew up, I wish chicken wings would have flew around, little drumlets. <laughs> I wish a goddamn six, like a, a bucket of chicken, a two-piece. I wish a two-piece would have came raining down. Nah, that would have been hilarious, like in the cartoons where it heats and blows up, but there's just a, a, a whole crow's carcass there. Yeah, cooked with it's a turkey yeah. up there, yeah. That's the only way that you can control it. She's becoming a young woman. I'm not going to jail. And someday soon, you're gonna change the world. She may be capable of a nuclear explosion. Run, Charlie! On your knees! Simply with the force of her mind. <laughs> the whole world going to hell. Promise me that you'll never use your gifts to hurt people. I'll only hurt bad people, I promise. Trust me, Charlie. You don't have to be afraid. Please, I can help you. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. I don't want to hurt anyone, but it feels kind of good. Yeah, so dramatic. People, come on now. I mean, need I say more? I mean, I'm going to tell you, if that, if that didn't tell you nothing when they blew up that crow. Be a decision. Boy, that looked like some asylum effects right it does, there. It does, which is why they, they didn't include it in the movie. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure too. But you know what? You might as well have people. I mean, actually, I wish you had. 
I wish you had put that in there and a whole bunch of special effects just like it. Now again, my opinion right here, but this movie, this movie's a baff, is what I call it. Bland as fuck is the best I can say about this movie. This movie, I mean, and not that it didn't have the potential to actually be probably not like a probably not like the big screen movie that they thought it would be. It, it deserves to be where it is, on Peacock. Except and, it is in theaters, too. But they put it in theaters, and it, it didn't need to be there. No. But, you know, it didn't... It's not going to be that kind of movie that deserves to be in theaters the way it was going right now. But it could have been could have been something good for streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for, for people who don't know the story, whether it be the novel that came out... When did that novel come out? I don't know. Uh, but the movie came out in 1984. I know, yeah, I think I was in high school when I read it. So if you don't know anything about this, I mean, the trailer's kind of telling you what you need to know. It's, uh, got a little 10-year-old girl right here who's born with special gifts, which include being able to read people's minds, move objects with her mind, and set motherfuckers on fire if she wants to. Yeah, uh, uh, pyrokinesis. Thing. Pyrokinesis is what they call it. Just think of it like a... Think of it like a... Like when people talk about how dangerous the X Men are, mm-hmm. this is yeah they would see this and be like, see, yeah, <laughs> see what yeah. we're talking about. They gotta go, and you would probably agree because the girl is considered dangerous. She has tremendous power for being such a young age, uh, to being able to kill several people at once with her mind, do great destruction with her mind, uh, just simply with the ability to make fire. Now and she's getting stronger as she gets older. Matter yeah, fact, they say when she becomes an adult, she's probably can start a nuclear explosion. Exactly. So, you know, naturally the government is like, okay, we got to do something about this. But being that she has parents that do love her, they feel like it's their need to protect her, and they try to hide out as much as they can, which is not helping young Charlie, who is the girl here, because Charlie's already getting mad over simple things because she's becoming an adolescent, but also depriving her of things like the Internet and cell phones like other people her age have. And people calling her a freak because she doesn't have them. Why the fuck you put this girl in public school anyway? Well, they can't afford anything else. Because they, they have to do everything by cash basis and get paid under the table. They don't have a lot of money. It's just that you, you cannot have a kid go to school without bullies. <laughs> exactly. And you know this. You know when this girl's going to school living like this, living, living like a goddamn Amish girl, that kid's going to make fun of her. You're talking about, oh, we must control her powers until some son of a bitch picks on her at school and she decides to cook that fool. <laughs> so why the fuck we, we got to keep her supervised except for eight hours a day when she's gone getting picked on at school. I don't get it, man. But I'm a, I, like I said, I would tell you, the beginning of this started out kind of cool, I think. I thought so too. No, it, I it, listen at the beginning of this. Uh, you have uh, well, you know I love Mazaki Poo. Even you know he's, even with that that dad bod, he, he's playing dads now. Is he? Is it really a dad bod? He no. looks like his normal self. No, it ain't no dad bod. He's just thicker than what he was yeah. before. He got more muscles now. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. They did give you a scene where he had to get up in the middle of the night, have his shirt off, and put it back on. Yeah. I was like, all right. But Zacky plays Andy. Victoria is his wife, and. Uh, they, what they don't tell in the trailer is that they also have powers, which is why they gave birth to a girl with powers. But they were part of an experiment when they were younger, when they were in college. Yeah, it's where, like Pharmaco. Yeah, where they don't look like they're in college, by the way. Well, <laughs> at least, you know, at what, least she didn't. What, what can you do? Oh, put a wig on them and hope people buy that shit. But <laughs> okay, sure. But yeah, they do this lab study where it's driving people insane. They're clawing their eyeballs out. They're losing their minds. But these two just happen to actually get away with their minds intact. Now they have to try to get by with their powers because they got nothing else to rely on. Uh, Andy does, he does these seminars with people to, to get rid of their addiction. He does it through his power of mind control. Uh, and uh, I forgot what she does, but. Uh, she doesn't use her powers much. I think it was mind reading. Yeah, that, that yeah. she does, and a little bit of uh, telekinesis. Yeah, actually, a lot of telekinesis. Yeah, so they're trying to get by in secret as much as they can, as we say, staying off the grid, trying to be as normal as possible, so that they won't get the attention of the government, who does definitely want them. And once they get them, they're not gonna let it go. You know how it goes. So you know, at the beginning, man, uh, it's and that's actually more like a, a sci-fi action movie, or uh, more like a sci-fi movie with small horror elements in there. So it's not really a full-fledged horror film. But I like how they showed them surviving, man. You know, I like that whole deal of how they show their life is structured, even if it was a little outlandish sending her to school like this. But uh, 
you know, I, I really, uh, I really like how, I, and I think they should have played this up. I do like how that uh, they have this whole thing between the mom and the dad. You know, mom is saying, "Let's train her to use her powers. Let's uh, let's teach her while she's still young." Dad is like, look, I'm using my powers more and more, and that shit is killing me. I'm crying blood every mm -hmm. time I use it now. And I don't know how much more I got in, in me. If she starts to use it more, she can end up the same way. Ain't everybody like you where they can use their powers and be cool. Well, plus the mom's not even, she's barely even using her powers. He's like, you don't even use your shit, so you don't know how what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, so they got this whole thing where they are, they're arguing with each other, trying to figure it out back and forth. And I like that dynamic. He, he wants to suppress her. Mom wants to train her. And old Uncle Corey said, put that bitch somewhere and hide her. I'll kill her. Because <laughs> one of the things I liked about this is that I think at first they're trying to tell you that, all right, no matter how much mom and dad love this girl, the audience is looking at this and saying, she got to go. You know, this, because we get to see how, we get to see just how, how dangerous she is. Sure. You know, there's how out of control how she's on the verge of doing something catastrophic yeah i mean I, I, there, there's things in here where it scared me they don't try to always make you feel for charlie in this movie charlie's charlie's uh is frightening she's one of the more horrible aspects of this or horrible aspects of this as far as being a horror movie that that, that it goes they did something to a cat in here and i was like god Damn. Yeah, fuck that cat. You know what? I, I, <laughs> listen. I know you hate when I say that, but you had to give it to me on this one. No, I 100% I agree with you. <laughs> with old Felix Amoris or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Mr. Tibbles or whatever his name is. But No, see, I mean, fuck this cat. But really, the, it, it just showed like, okay, you know... The cat is the first thing. Uh -huh. You know, she's going to start moving up to humans next. Yeah, uh huh. That's what you get. That's your ass. Yeah, uh huh. Cat thought he was gonna scratch her and just strut away. You didn't know you were gonna get a blowtorch in the face. Did you? Bet you won't do that next yeah. time. Oh shit. Uh -uh. <laughs> even that cat. Even that. Even that cat knew he fucked up. Look at him. Ah oh, shit. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, look, the cat had it coming. I'm going to tell you that. But the girl is scary because you just can't go around spit roasting people <laughs> that you get mad at, you know, <laughs> which is the potential right here. So, yeah, man, uh, when she gets pissed off at people. So I, I like the way they, they at least they made me afraid of her. Sure. Uh, I, you know, and I. And I felt like man you know I, sometimes i feel sympathetic towards her and sometimes i mean she's a child and i feel like all right you know what man i do feel for you and i'm I, sorry that I be felt this way sympathetic toward the parents uh yeah no, well i did too up until a point I mean, yeah you know, I, it's you know being a parent it's hard to say i, I have to get rid of my child yeah, but but i i definitely with her i was like you know about 30% of me was like, oh, poor girl. And another 70% of me was like, no, this bitch got to go <laughs> somewhere where there's death or in a facility. But she don't need to be free walking around roasting pets and shit. <laughs> hey, man, train your cat. You'll be all right. Yeah, I can't win even nobody's pet, man. <laughs> I know. That's a feral cat. Yeah. I know. I was. I, my, my thought was, you didn't teach her not to pick up feral animals? Yeah. Cat goaded her. In the, yeah, that cat baited her over there. <laughs> Cat thought he was doing something too. Bitch, I don't belong to nobody. <laughs> yeah, take that shit. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to tell the boys back in the alley what I did to that look. Bro! Uh huh. Yeah, that cat looking like Two Face when it was. <laughs> cat like Harvey did. <laughs> yeah, he was roasted down one yeah, side. Yeah, he one side. That cat looked like. <laughs> yeah, man. I, really? When they were done? Well done. Well done. <laughs> Can't have sparks and singes still on. Yeah, man. Shit, when that cat was done, it looked just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Shit, that cat could have put on a, a suit and been a Batman villain. All right. 
That one was my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the day they created two cat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was man. There was some other cool things in here, man. I like the John Beasley's a character actor that pops up. Oh yeah, yeah. I liked him in the movie, even yeah. though I don't think his resolution in the movie was done well. But I liked him in the movie. Uh, he was oh, complex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though sometimes he was he was always going around. I told you, I just I I I I, I jumped the gun sometimes. I, I just overreact sometimes. <laughs> I was like, okay, man, overreacting that goddamn much. You overacting now. John Carpenter does the score here along with his uh, two other people. I forgot. I think one might be his son or something. But uh, John Carpenter, that John Carpenter does the score for this. So it's good to have him back. Even like the way this picture's like, these hands create wonderful things. <laughs> yeah, so the, you know, his, his name is in the credits at the beginning, so I thought that was pretty cool. But for me, the movie, the movie's bland because it lacks character. Uh, you know, it lacks emotion. You know, there's a heart to this story that they miss. Well, and that was the thing with the, with the 1984 movie, uh, was that it missed so much of the character. They're like, what made the book good was the, the character, and the 1984 movie cut so much of it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, at what, an hour and 34 minutes, cuts almost all of it out. People, there's a heart to this movie. I mean, without me having read the book, but the, there's a heart in this movie that should be emphasized. And, you know, before they do any kind of action or they do any kind of sci-fi or horror stuff, you know, they should be concentrating on these characters, on these people. You know, the heart of the story is the bond between this family and eventually the bond between this, this father and this daughter. You know, how they need to protect this child, you know, and, and how it's more complicated by... It, well, I, what I felt should be more complicated by the fears that he eventually has of his daughter, mm-hmm. which they don't really touch in this movie. Um, at least they had the, you know, they had the opportunity to, to show that a few times in this movie, man. This movie sets up a lot of interesting subplots of storylines here and drops the ball on all of them. They set up the shot and they just completely missed that shit. Um, so, Charlie, you saw... You saw in this trailer right here. Uh, we were making fun of it, but it was a it was a very interesting thing that they that they did here, and they showed you here in the in the in the trailer. Let me see if I can actually find it here. Uh, that shot where he set the mom on fire, man. Or she, I'm sorry, she set the mom on fire. Um, you know, because this girl is becoming, you know, she's ten or eleven. You know, she's pretty soon she's gonna be a teenager. And she's starting to have those thoughts in her head of, like, you know, why have you raised me like this? Why have you done this to me where I'm being picked on by the kids? And it's not their fault. It's your fault. And she takes that out on her parents in ways where she don't just yell or stumps out the room or, you know, fuck you, mom, I hate you. No, that comes with fire. (laughs) You know, here's the funny thing. She wasn't even aiming for mom. I know. I know. That's the, that's the thing to set her mom on fire and tell her dad, like, I was actually trying to set you on fire. Yeah. She, like, that does not help at all. She told she told Zach, she said, she said straight up, she's like, he's like, well, I'm sure mom can forgive you. Tell mom I wasn't trying to get her. I was actually aiming for you. Yeah. Now, at that point, dad should be like, well, fuck. Okay, that that changes everything. Everything, yeah. Yeah, you know, at this point, Dad should be like, <laughs> beep, boop, beep, beep, yeah, beep, beep. yeah. Dad Hello? should be trying to, Dad should be trying to figure out how to process this. You know, on on the one hand, I would never do anything to hurt my daughter, but on the other hand, that bitch just threatened me. <laughs> she just she just threatened to cook my ass. So you know what? A credible threat. Too. Yeah. So now we have a situation of me or you. <laughs> and, and it can't be me. And, it can't, and you know what? It can't be me. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where, the, where your parents tell you, you know what? I brought you to this world. I'll take your ass out. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know, this is a... Because, you, know, you know, you're looking at this. And like I said, you know, they made it clear what the, how dangerous this girl is. This girl just sat up here and turned this man's wife's arms into brisket. Yeah. So it's not Which you, upon her arms being set on fire, she did not make a move to put those out. <laughs> He's standing there looking at him like, 
Look what you did. Like, I feel like the natural reaction to being on fire is running around <laughs> trying to get to water or yeah. stop, drop, and roll. Apparently, she's never she's never touched heat before no being burned. I don't understand the sensation. Yeah, but I feel like it's not good. She even baby, your, your first reaction as an infant is to know when something's hot and to yeah. pull away. Yeah, now, I don't know what goddamn telekinesis has done to her arms. But, or maybe she was trying to fight this shit. See what you did? Like, look at this. Yeah, shit. What you waiting for? People to get barbecue sauce? What the fuck you doing? You know, but you look at that and it's like, all right. You just turned this woman, you just burned this woman's arm. You told me that that was me that you were aiming for. And she told him this in a car. And and instead of like being, and instead of looking at this and being like, oh fuck, you know, what am I gonna do? Or the movie tries to like figure out how to work this situation out because that's, that's pretty serious. Yeah. He looks at her and he's like, oh, my little girl. You know, and they never talk about that shit again. They drop that. Quick, I'm just like, well, okay, so we just, you know, you're not gonna like introduce you. you go, so you would introduce this whole thing where a girl, a little girl, just threatened to burn her father to death, which she admitted to, and we just gonna walk away and be like, oh, you want more ice cream? It's like, fuck you, no, no. That's to me. If it, either you follow through with it, that's a heavy plot line. Either you follow through with it, or you don't bring it up at all. I don't even think that's in the original. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, as a matter of fact, they. The, the mother gets killed off screen early on. Oh, now if there had been something in the movie where we had dad trying to figure out this whole time, like, you know, what am I going to do with this girl? Because I really don't know what to do with a dangerous mm-hmm. thing like this now. I love her, but shit, even though I got to agree with the government that this no, is out of control. That's not even an element in the book. No. And if you're going to introduce it, that's a great thing to elaborate on the story. So why did you finish it? I mean, at least in my opinion, I don't know what you were doing with that. Uh, mom dies. They don't even say shit about that. I think now, you know, this is not any big spoilers or anything. I don't, a lot of people talk about much of the movie's bullshit anyway. But if you, if you, if you, if you're really upset about the spoilers, we're gonna might drop a little bit here. But uh, when mom dies, Charlie, she might be. You know, there's a few times she's like, hey, "You killed my mom. Ooh, you gonna get it?" But Andy, Zach. He barely sheds a tear. Now I know they're on the road, but that's not like they even know. They don't even talk about it that much. I like when again, let's at least show some emotion about this because it's what this movie's lacking. Um, you know, I almost thought at some point I was like, well, maybe he's getting tired of us shit. And he's glad she's gone. I mean, they were arguing. arguing a lot. <laughs> I was like, maybe you know, he's like, like, all right, finally, it's my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit, maybe she got killed, and it was like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't see that, did you, Charlie? Because <laughs> they don't follow through with that at all. So with all the emotion gone, it fit, I tell you what it feels like. With all that emotion gone, but introducing these really interesting things, it feels like I'm, I'm feel like I'm reading the Wikipedia plot synopsis. That is on ex- this. That is exactly what I didn't write it down, but that was ex- my exact thought about this. Was that somebody some, somebody never read the book? They never even watched the 1984 movie, which is not even that good. Uh, they just read the Wikipedia synopsis and then went, hmm, well, I want to update this. So I'm going to take this out and take this out and I'm going to change this and I'm going to yeah. do this part right here. Yeah. And then the ending, nah, I'm going to write my own ending. Yeah. Feels like, you know, because y'all know when you get on Wikipedia and they tell you, they put the whole synopsis there, mm-hmm. the whole plot, but you just getting the, you know, you're getting the highlights. Yeah. You know, you ain't getting all the, the deep nuances of the story. That's what this is like. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a Wikipedia movie. Well, it's as much as I, I am always saying, like, man, these movies don't need to be longer than 90 minutes. This is one where, like, okay, exception here, because make it keeping this, like, you know, that, that, that Blumhouse formula of 90 minutes or, uh, you know, what, an hour and 34 minutes. Yeah. That, that severely hurt this. Because, yeah, all you're mm-hmm. doing is hitting plot points with no kind of emotional character. So when it's all done, you're like, so is this a pilot for a TV show? Or what, what, what did I just watch? Yeah, it looks like either that or looks like something they used to sell the real movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> it don't even look finished in some parts. It doesn't. I'm going to tell you, some, some of this stuff they do here looks like, really, Peacock? This is what you've been like proud of, and you've been proudly telling people about for months now. And you gonna put this? Fuck! It's a. It, I don't mean it as a pun, but I'm gonna say it anyway. This half baked shit out here, yeah, like yeah, put this. Because yeah. uh, some of these, the movie don't feel complete. Some of the effects don't even feel like they're complete right here. Mm-hmm. 
it yeah, this looks like a this looks like this should have been a demo reel. This like should have been a twenty minute long uh, film to sell the real movie. <laughs> a proof of concept. A proof of concept. That's it. And after fifteen minutes, after fifteen minutes, no one, no one in this movie has any depth. I'm giving the movie a little credit at the beginning for the family having some kind of dynamic that's interesting. But after fifteen minutes, ain't nobody got shit. It got burned out when they set that woman on fire. You know the. the they, the, 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 all these people are just types here. The bad government oh. people. That, well, that's, the, that's your whole thing. But you say, like, they need to give her over to the government. But then you get to the government people, which is Gloria Rubin and Kurtwood Smith, and they're just such pastiche, caricature, bad government people, where you're like, well, okay, we can't give her to them. <laughs> but no. it's got to be somebody. No. Just these are people straight out of these people. These are, these, these are textbooks. Textbook bad government people. Yeah. All they they don't get look. All they all they want to do is find the thing that's different out there, the alien, the superhero, the mutant, and dissect it and study it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That shit is cartoonish and at this point. They're completely insincere in everything yeah. they say, and they barely try to cover that. Yeah. This shit is a cartoon at this point. They did it better than fucking ET, because ET at least didn't show the scientists that much. Right. They knew that what they said. These scientists ain't shit. These scientists ain't got nothing to say. They kept them all covered up. Had them like come in and peek around ET for a little bit, and ET fucking rose up in the sky and rolled away. That's it. But they try to treat these like they're characters. They ain't characters. They're, they're not. And and yeah, for all this, you know, trying to modernize things, because one of their ways of modernizing it is like, well now. The, the the agents they have contacts that stop the the psychic from working on them. It's like the, okay, that makes no sense whatsoever because we yeah. we see the powers get used without looking directly at people. But if you're gonna modernize it, have it to where we from the government these people's point of yeah. view, everything you've been saying in the beginning, where they're like, listen, she genuinely is a threat. Yeah, we're we're, we're you might not like us, but we're trying to do something to protect people. You, you know what? That would have been actually something if they had made them seem like they were they had a point. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, maybe they're not. Maybe we feel bad for this girl, but damn, I'm conflicted. You know, on the one hand, y'all are like, you're going to cut this girl up or you're going to destroy her or lock up. And it's like, on the other hand, it's like, okay, I see what you're saying. It yeah. has, like, As like hard as cannot, it is. She cannot be just running around loose. As hard as it is, it has to happen. I get it. All right. But, man. And then what they do with uh, John Rainbird. Oh man, let me tell you something about this John Rainbird dude. The, so people, so the, the the closest thing that they have to eat, a character having any depth, and it ain't, and, and it's done badly there too, is this dude John Rainbird, the the the, 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 native, the authentic Native American this time, mm -hmm. the real one. But, but he's but the way they present him, he's presented as the the depth he has. He's the edgy janitor, who also has powers. Who when he's not. When he's not when he's not mopping hallways like you see right here. Oh people, here it comes. Oh yeah. When he's when, he, when this fool is not mopping hallways at the high school or, or when he's not working for the government because they they need him for a job. Mm. <laughs> this is part that made me say, "All right, this movie's some bullshit." He's sitting around his apartment, his cool ass his cool ass hot topic apartment. He's uh, listening to industrial goth music, with, sitting on ladders with his shirt off, posing with shirtless with his tattoos. Y'all don't believe me? Watch. Oh yeah, this is Rainbird. <laughs> oh, I was very busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he just that fool is sitting around posing, posing. <laughs> like he's posing like Batman on the building. Yeah, like who's supposed to be looking at him right now? <laughs> he was on the ladder, like he was on a like he was on a photo shoot. Uh -huh. <laughs> listen to the listen to goddamn God music. Yeah. <laughs> What no, he ain't live with nobody, what nobody around. He was hoping that the girl across the building was probably there so she could look out through the window. <laughs> Fool, look at look at this man. <laughs> oh, my powers are so deep. <laughs> Just posing at the window for anybody who's passing by. I know. Yeah, man. 
It was uh, uh yeah, it, it it was frustrating to see this because at first they're like, oh, they got an actual Native American, and wow, they completely wasted him and yeah. took away everything that was interesting about this character. Oh yeah, <laughs> shit, that's when people like saying, hey man, bring that fake Native American back. Yeah right. <laughs> bring back the white dude. At least he, <laughs> shit, at least he was kind of cool. Well, the, the the thing that's most frustrating, like from the from the book and the original movie. Was that John Rainbow was never painted in a good light? Mm-hmm. Like he was, he, like when they had captured Charlie, he was posing as a janitor so he could get close to her and learn her secrets. Built this whole friendship so he could betray her and kill her. Yeah. But you, you watch this, and he's just an assassin, and they do the whole thing where they're like, "Well, we can't make the Native American the bad guy." Yeah. So even though he does something heinous in the beginning. He has to be the hero by yeah. the end. I was like, man, fuck you. They tried to give him redemption art. Yeah. yeah. But, and that made no sense. It made no this sense. Man killed, this man killed about 20 people in this movie. And then at the end, they're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah. like, no, killed, fuck out of here. Killed her mom. Yeah. <laughs> and she been like, well, it's all right, though. Yeah, just because she saw herself in a mirror. <laughs> you know, kill that motherfucker first and right. then. and then. And then move on. And then be a better person. Yeah, what, what about Charlie would make her forget that incident that set everything off to begin with? Yeah. She been going through the whole movie talking about, ooh, you killed my mom. Ooh, where that Indian at? <laughs> ooh, where Red Corn at? I'm going to get him. And then when she finally get him, she's like, oh, you're all right. Right, right. Let's go off and have adventures. <laughs> Carrying her ass away like goddamn Native American Frankenstein and shit. No, hell no, man. Fuck out of here with this. And his delivery is flat. Like as the movie goes on, the the, the man, the acting is pretty cool. Uh, I think Zach is pretty good in it. Yeah, p- poor old Zach can't catch a break, man. I know. He cannot catch. He just cannot choose a project because he, he's usually good in all these projects. He was holding me on to this because I was like, man, he he's working. It's he, just he, everything he really around is. him. Him and uh, him, him and uh, uh, Sidney Lemon, who plays his wife, mm-hmm. Victoria. They they both were really good, man. The acting between them is good. This guy just can, cannot just catch a project mm-hmm. that is good, and this ain't helping. But the the delivery after uh, after a certain point, you know, these once mom is gone and you just left with Zach. Zach can't carry this whole movie now. No. You know, <laughs> he's, he's trying, but he man, can't. as muscular as you are with got the Mavs, you can't carry this whole movie by yourself, <laughs> no. my man. You cannot do it. I'm sorry, you strong, but ain't that strong? And everybody's delivery is either is either very flat. The dialogue is terrible. Uh, now they try to have an excuse with uh, Gray Eyes or whatever his name or whatever his name is. Uh, Rain Rain Rainbird. Man Rainbird. They try to have an excuse with him because they they try to make him talk. Like a Native American, because you know <laughs> Native Americans never get married. <laughs> they all, they all, they all try to sound wise <laughs> when they talk. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's what that, that's how the delivery is. And I'm just like, nah, man, he ain't no wise Native American. He's just flat. Surrender, Charlie, Daddy. <laughs> Surrender. Yeah. No one gets hurt. feel that. Let her go or it's gonna get a lot worse. Where's mommy? She has no aim without sight. If she... Stop! <laughs> Just shut up. She has no aim without sight. She is a chosen. Shut the fuck up, man. I know, you know, I, I know, I know. And just, just making up stuff right there on the spot. Yeah, and he's a good actor. Don't get me wrong. His name is actually J- Gray Eyes. I forgot his first name. So yeah, that don't prove to you that he's pure Native American right there. <laughs> Oh, that's a great makeup job, <laughs> but yeah, this guy—he's—he's a—he's actual Native American. He's—he's he's good, but like I said, it's the dialogue that they give him and the way they tell him to deliver that dialogue. Sure. So yeah, I'm not even blaming him, but yeah, man. Uh, and plus, you start to see how everybody else's that dialogue is, the delivery is, and it's like, oh, this is not this is not a Native American thing. This is a direction thing. Uh-huh. This is a script thing that they have right here. Yeah, it—it—it it, it <clears throat> just feels like everybody's rushing through it. Yeah. All right, everybody, let's take a quick break. Got to do a commercial right here. You know, got to pay for these reviews, pay these bills around here. But, you know, as I always tell you, man, I try to sell you on things that I think you could use. And for those of you out there, now some of you, you're young, but you're moving into houses now. Whether you're renting these nice houses or you're buying a place, you still got to take care of that yard. And it's summertime. You know, everybody's taking care of their grass now. 
Everybody's trying to make that, that yard look pretty. And they're also looking at everybody else's yard. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Huh? Oh, that's beautiful. Ooh, that's a nice yard. Ooh, that's good. That's a piece of shit right there. <laughs> you don't, do you want to be that person? Do you want to be the one that, like, five-star that got a hold of your yard, made it all crispy? <laughs> Damn. They ain't starting to fire on this yard right here for sure. Well, folks, the reason I'm telling you this is because I want to introduce to you, if you haven't seen it already, Sunday. I'm not talking about the day. I'm talking about the lawn care service that we have right here. You know, don't be that person in the neighborhood that everybody's talking about. Your yard looks like shit. You know, as I said, you got that nice home, and one of the things, nicest thing about your home is your yard. And Sunday wants to help you keep your yard looking that way without a bunch of bad stuff for you, a bunch of, a bunch of bad stuff for your kids, a bunch of bad stuff for your pets out there, everything that you love. You don't want all those toxic things around it. So here's how Sunday works right here. You know, Sunday, they help you grow a very nice and beautiful lawn. It also helps you control the pests in that lawn and fight weeds and everything. But as I told you, without all of the toxic stuff, pesticides and chemicals, mm -hmm. I told you my wife yelled at my ass because I got a guy who came over here and put chemicals all in this yard. She said, you trying to kill this ecosystem we got back here. She's trying, yeah, she's trying, to, yeah, she's trying to say pixie, mojo, the squirrels, everything. Mm -hmm. Man, that wasp that stung me a little while ago. Hey, that's just part of nature, baby. You trying to kill it. So, yeah, man. The reason Now, the way they do this is actually pretty interesting. You can see it in this uh, little video right here. Uh, they have custom lawn care just for you. And it's very easy. So you go to Sunday.com. I'm sorry, you go to GetSunday.com. Uh, there it is. G-E-T-S-U-N-D-A-Y.com. Go to GetSunday.com. And what they'll do is they'll put your address in. And that way they can like take an, uh, an analysis of your lawn. And they'll also use the soil and create uh, climate data, and they will create a personal nutrition plan for your yard, and they deliver it to your door. So it's a, it's, a, it's a personal plan just for you. And you take what they send you, and you put it on the, easily attach it to the end of your hose, mm -hmm. and you just spray it on your yard. Nice. Yeah, it's that easy, man. They do all the work. They get to know your lawn. They get to know it personally, and... When they do that, they know what's best for your lawn, better than you do, and they take care of it. And they have things in there, just in case you want to know what's in this, it's, now, it's all natural. They got things like seaweed, molasses, iron, you know, that nice hipster diet. Sure. <laughs> your lawn's going to be healthier than you are once it's all done. It actually, it actually really is cool, man. I've had a few people call me up and say, is it that easy? And if it is... Can I? Uh, can you put me on? They heard yeah. the show and whatnot. Friends of mine. So you know, I've already put one person on mm -hmm. to this, and, and they tried it, and I think they're liking it so far. So here's what you do, people. Get it because Sunday is offering you 20% off your custom plan. They customize it for you and give you 20% off. Go to getsunday.com forward slash toasted and go in there with that link and you'll get 20% off your custom plan. Full plans or full seasons for plans start at just $129, but you'll get a, you'll get 20% off when you use this right here. Again, nice. that is getsunday.com forward slash toasted, G-E-T-S-U-N-D-A-Y.com forward slash toasted. Toasted is T-O-A-S-T-E-D and get 20% off a plan that is customized just for your lawn over there. As I said, your lawn's gonna be healthier than you are. All right, everybody, I wanna thank Sunday for sponsoring and supporting this part of the show, and all of you, of course, for all your support. Get that lawn looking nice. All right, where were we? Oh, talking about how shallow this movie is, man and how these people are types. We already named the government people. Oh, you got the kind strangers that come up. Even though I like some of these people, that's still types just to move the movie along. Mom and dad even a type after a certain while. But then they get right down to, they, it's, it's almost sad when they get down to the bullies. Oh, I know. <laughs> boy, the, like, must we, and must be these? Yeah, boy, boy the, the, the bullies have just gotten ridiculous right now in these Stephen King movies. 
Adults don't even discipline them no more. Which is weird because the teacher is right there to encourage the yeah. girl oh, I and got, never oh, I got say anything to Oh, I got the scene right here. Hold on. A kid, you can see in this clip right here, a kid is getting ready to knock the shit out of Charlie. She's playing dodgeball and for, for once in her life, she's happy at school. Mm. And the teacher's like, oh, that's very good, Charlie. And that kid behind her like, oh, yeah, fuck you, Charlie. And went about that day like nothing happened. The teacher was right, right there, there, like you said. right at him. And didn't say a fucking word about yeah. it. You know, at least in movies, I mean, the teacher would at least run at the last minute and be like, now, Jimmy, what have we said? Well, also, so often with movies with these bullies, they somehow manage to have the teacher nowhere around. Like, they do all this shit because the adults are never around. Yeah. His teacher right there at ground zero almost could have got hit herself. And, and don't say a word. Well, that's why she didn't say a word. She's like, I'm going to shut the fuck up before they throw that ball at me. <laughs> Shit, I saw how that hit ball hit that girl. Shit, they going to get me. The teacher don't say a word. Teachers just sit up there, and the kids are even bragging about it. <laughs> yeah, fuck that bitch. Let's go. Mm. And teacher's like, I'm going to shut the fuck up before, that, before the heat gets on me. <laughs> he, he should not have done that to Teacher you. right there. Right there. She said, shit, I'm too easy a target. All right. <laughs> shit, I'm the tallest one in here. I'm going to shut my ass up when he throws that ball at me. <laughs> shit, I'm still in the game right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Teacher act like she was scared of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like the, the kids went by. The, te- the, te- the kids looked at the teachers like, what? <laughs> Want some of this shit, too? Teacher didn't say a fucking word, man. And, they, and the thing is, that's not the only one. Are the only incident? No, <laughs> if only. Shit, they would. Kid was terrorizing that that uh, uh, Charlie all through school, but also. <laughs> okay, that's bad enough. That one bully scene right there, but like later on in the movie, it gets so bad with these bullies. They wander around in packs, like like animals hunting prey. Didn't it seem weird that Charlie walked right up on them? Like, she was way somewhere else. Well, that's what it seems. That's why it's weird, because these bullies, they seem like bandits in the apocalypse uh-huh, wasteland. Uh-huh. They're just riding around looking for kids to pick on. Uh-huh. It's like, God damn, man. I mean, these, these, are kids this bad or y'all just this lazy? <laughs> just, just, I mean, just bullies just waiting on, on something to do, because that's what bullies do in the movie. Right, right, right. And even when they, and even when she, like, uh, uh, takes them with their power, these kids are terrible. Like, which way is the pier? <laughs> well, which way is the ocean or some shit? And they were all like, over there. <laughs> it's like, all of them, though? I know. I know. And plus, the way that whole shot is framed. I was like, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I got yeah, three matchsticks. I might yeah. I got booger in my nose. Do I? Huh? I, don't I, don't I don't see anything. Okay. I don't see anything. Uh, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man. It's, it... it it's just everything is just so, I, I, like I said, I don't know if they're being that cheap, that lazy, or that dumb with these because they ain't even trying after a certain point. Uh, and then they, you know, uh, even the effects are cheap, man. I'm trying to see that. Oh, here it is. There's one hey, scene man, in here. After effects will cost you $55 a month. What are you talking about cheap? Oh, somebody said, you do have a booking. You know, oh, shit. I don't see anything. Might be a hair. Might be okay. Yeah, it might be a hair. I'll leave it at that. Uh, <clears throat> somebody said I knew this was gonna be bad. Yeah, man. Uh, didn't have see. to be. No. No. Let me see here. Oh, y'all fucking with Corey already. Figured, figured, but uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, man. The effects are cheap in here too, man. That's when I started to say, like, this this don't even feel like feel like a full movie. It doesn't. These actors they have in here, this shit just seems so. This is why I say it's like a demo reel. The effects don't even seem that they're complete in this. Uh, they got one. They got one in here. Where I was like, God, that look like cartoons, man. Salt's here. No, Charlie. 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 No. <laughs> It's like who added who who did the effects for this? Hanna Barbera? Look at this. It's like a Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's a, again, it's like it came from a He-Man card. Do y'all see that? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> what is it, Street Fighter? Hold on. 
Yeah, what? what? Somebody said, really? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Wait, really? I mean, come on, y'all. Y'all, yeah, it looked like that was hand animated. Mm-hmm. I can go through this and see the different drawings. Look at this. Yep. That, 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 that was six drawings right there. Mm-hmm. People, I, you know, it feels like a TV movie. Yeah. It, it feels like a, and it feels like a, one of those TV movies from the 1990s, mm-hmm. back when they were trying to do Stephen King adaptations because one did well, so a lot of people tried to do more. Sure, yeah, it, it felt like something on network. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me see here. Yeah, this is... This, this is, look, I mean, even for streaming. Look, you can't do this shit, y'all. Not when Netflix is putting Peacock... What y'all trying to do? Y'all gonna you ain't gonna be in the game long. You be you doing shit like this. You got Netflix, and I know everybody think, oh, Netflix in trouble. This, oh, this is our shot. They ain't in that much trouble. No, if you shooting yourself in the foot of the ass, yeah, because Netflix is still putting stuff out there. It looks like it got millions upon of millions course, of dollars out of there. Course. They putting out stuff that looks like blockbusters. Exactly. I mean, we we saw how Game of Thrones raised the bar on on effects. Look at Halo. Yeah. Even uh, uh, Paramount Plus is going like, yeah, we got to spend the money. Well, that's a damn shame when Paramount Plus got y'all beat. <laughs> NBC, y'all got money. Come on now, you can't be putting some shit out like this. Talking about, you know, oh, we doing Stephen King right. You doing Stephen King wrong. Doing him wrong. This is a... <laughs> Peacock, get your shit together, man. <laughs> I'm just See, telling they, you. They're they going to end up getting bought by somebody. Good, cause they can't buy nobody themselves. <laughs> no. Shit, they can't. <laughs> you got a Stephen King, you got his name, you got a brand, yep. and you got one of his, you got one of his movies that, if, but nothing else is considered somewhat of a cult classic, at least our nostalgic classic. Well, it, but it's one that was always this can be improved upon. There's so many ways you can make this better, mm-hmm. and somehow they found a way to do none of them. They, yeah. they, like they, none of the changes they made were better. Yeah, it's, none. It's, it's almost a phenomenon in itself to see somebody. It's like somebody takes a test that they studied for and got every one of them wrong. Yes, you you have you have to step back and go like, I don't even know how you did that. Even yeah. if you just randomly chose, you wouldn't get every one of them wrong. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got a zero. What they call a goose egg? Yeah. Shit, your peacock laid a goose egg. Zero. You got zero wrong on this. And it's worse when you start out kind of cool and then just drop, uh, drop all that potential. Man, this, you, know, you didn't have the budget or the time to do this right. You know, things happen so quick in this movie, it's ridiculous. So the, the gist of the movie is that Charlie has to break into the facility, the, the government facility, the dark, shadowy government facility. The shop. Yeah, the shop is what they call it. The dark government facility to save her dad. And she got in that bitch easy. She, yeah. she walked in. Oh, it's going to be real hard for you to break in there. No, it's going to be super easy. Barely she, an inconvenience. Oh, really? She got in there easy. Now, you would <laughs> think that a, gover- a government facility full a building full of super-powered people, you would think that you would put one dude outside with a gun. One dude. Uh, <laughs> if it's secret, hey, you have to worry not about anybody breaking in. <laughs> No, nobody knows where it is, so eh, don't spend money on security. <laughs> well, how did that work out for you? I don't give a fuck. Put, put Paul Blart out there on a the Segway. Anything. Anything. I know. We got these cool foil suits. Yeah. So put a goddamn cutout. Of a car, put a fucking hologram. Anything out there. They had no one. Shit, give a bush a gun or something. <laughs> They had no one not out there <laughs> doing protection. I said she walked on in. Yeah. <laughs> and she, you know where she got her shit from? One dude, <laughs> one dude going home who didn't know how to use his gun. No. <laughs> she strolled up in that bitch. <laughs> he took that dude's key card and walked right on in. Didn't have shit. Yeah, you know. Oh, that dude cracked me up too. <laughs> you have a gun? No. Yeah. Oh, you mean this one right here? Yeah, I'm going to tell y'all. Tell, tell me this don't look like a dumb motherfucker right here. <laughs> tell me, the, moment, the moment you see him, you're like, you're you going to die. You are dead because you don't, you, you, you don't know, you don't look like you know what you're doing. Right. They gave this fool a gun. <laughs> he didn't even look like, why y'all give me this? 
That gun got him killed. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> oh, like you don't know. <laughs> Why are you so scared? I'm just a little yeah. girl. Pull, pull that. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 you know, I'll shoot you. <laughs> yeah, how did it work out for him? To be afraid. <laughs> hey, cooked his ass. Yeah, man. There's so many laps of logic in this. Oh, uh, uh, the dialogue is terrible in it this. It is man. terrible. Uh, you know, the big bad agent here, the, the government, the chief. Chief Hollister, who's played by Gloria Rubin here, who you probably, uh, Mr. Email. I mean, like uh, Mr. Email. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she used to be on ER, but yeah, Mr. Yeah. Robot. <laughs> okay. ER, Mr. Robot. Yeah, she uh, she's the head of the facility, and boy, she's got, she has some of the worst dialogue uh, in here. I am so sick of the, 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 the head of whatever government that just walks around and barks orders at people. Oh, yeah. I'm so sick of that. And makes bad puns. Yeah. Bad jokes or remarks. Like, she comes in to talk to the professor who was the head of the program at one time for the super people. And uh, he says, I never expected one to walk in and address. And her line is, uh, you know, with all due respect, Captain, uh, or, or with all due respect, sir, the captain wouldn't, wouldn't look as good as this dress. I wouldn't have the legs for this dress. And I was like, get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, and, and, oh, that's what it was. The captain wouldn't have the legs for this outfit. Hopefully, I had better dialogue than you did. Probably not. No, probably not. Yeah, this uh, I I don't know. It's almost like. After 20 minutes of this movie, they had a different writer who came in who just didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like the writer who was doing something good left and the other, uh, the, uh, ne the next director, the next uh, writer came in and said, you know what, I got something else I'm doing right now. Well, I'll do I this think, shit quick. I think this movie's been in development for a while. And then it became a Jason Blum property mm -hmm. that he was going to try to release earlier. And Peacock probably just bought it off of him. Okay. Jason Blum, you got to start giving people more than $10 to do this shit with. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, shit, give them an extra $2 or anything, man. <laughs> that $2 can make all the difference. Hell, they can buy a better, they can buy a better Photoshop or After Effects package <laughs> something, anything. Damn, boy, you couldn't even give them a... You this, even, this is the placeholder, right? He won't give us more money. This is all we got. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Computer did y'all do this on a computer from 2012? An, an Amiga. An Amiga. <laughs> that girl is shooting cartoons out of my Animation! Yeah, man. I tell you the biggest thing wrong with this and other Keaton Stephen King adaptations is that they don't know how. They don't know what to do with them, man. No, they don't. They they don't because all his best work is the character work. Yes. But when they get to a movie, it's all about plot, and his plots, you know, they aren't always the strongest. No, his books are hard to adapt because his 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 best ad adaptations revolve around character. His books are actually they're hard to adapt because his books are so are so dense with character, and a lot of times in the characters' minds. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's hard to bring that to the screen. They read a Stephen King book, and you see pages upon pages of what is going on in the character's head. Yeah. What the character's thinking, what they're doing. That would not, granted, would not make a movie. And look at some of his best adaptations as a film. Stephen King does not like, he hates Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining. Right. And I can see why he does, because Stanley Kubrick did make it a different thing. I, I had talked about this the other day, where people were like, bagging on Stephen King like The Shining's amazing and it's, it's a masterpiece I'm like yeah but I see his point it's, yeah. it's not his book it's a lot of fantasy alongside the heart and a lot of heart in that book that was taken out where Stanley Kubrick just made he just made a really oppressive movie mm -hmm. which ended up being a classic yeah. but you know why it's a classic because the thing that Stanley Kubrick did right with that is that he took out a lot of the things that were like so in the character's head and said, how can I translate that character to the screen? One was making uh, hiring uh, Jack Nicholson because he's a character on his own. Yeah. But they went so deep into that character's psyche and he appropriately adapted that to the, to the, to the film that that's what made it successful. I don't suppose they uh, 
told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970? I hired a man named Charles Grady as the winter caretaker. So from what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. Jeez. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. Well, you can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> I, I would look at him right now yeah. like, nah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Shit, I can tell by that tie you're wearing. You're going to go crazy. You can't even get a tie that matches your outfit. Yeah, you go. That's what a crazy person would dress up in. I, I always think back to this where I, I look at the, the size of that, that Overlook Hotel yeah. and how it is on the side of a frozen mountain. And I'd be like, I am not taking this job. No. And it's, like, you have to be crazy to take this job. Hell no, I would lose my mind too. Yeah, should I be chasing me all through that, that hotel? Go, Bring your ass in. No, but that's what made it so cool because what he did was he made it. He made this almost the study of a person going insane. Mm. Walking the hallways like a crazy homeless person. He made that the study of a, of a person losing their mind. And he was able to do that cinematically where a lot of people don't know how to adapt his characters because the characters are so, they're so written more than they are. They're written for a book more than they are for a screen. And people who know how to take his books and either bump those characters up or his stories already had the characters so good that they were already made for the screen, like it. Yeah, I also think that uh, in, in most cases, especially with Stephen King, the better adaptions come from his novellas rather than his novels. Yeah, they're shorter, they're more to the point, um, and and it, but it leaves enough room for a filmmaker to kind of add their own whatever they want to put in there. Yeah, go look at something. If you ever read Stephen King, then you know what I'm talking about. If not, check out something like The Stand. The Stand is nothing but every one of these characters being set up and going through their, their thoughts. The thoughts of what's going on in their life before the, this pandemic in the book happens. The thoughts of what's going on afterwards, because all these uh, these characters travel alone mm -hmm. so much. And uh, it's you know, and, and once you react, and really once you take that character out, that everybody's so into the way the, the 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 virus spreads, the way these characters wrap you in because you feel like you're in their heads. You take that out. I'm I love the stand, but that story is not that strong. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there, there's so many of his books that are that way, and. Yeah, what really makes your point is every time they try to do an adaptation, because it's all about the plot and not about the yeah. characters. And then when you look at it, the story itself, you're like, all right, some of this is just kind of silly. It's hard yeah. to buy. But when you're reading it and you're deep into these characters, you go along with yeah. it. Yeah. Cujo. You happily go along yeah, with it. Yeah, read Cujo. Cujo, you'd be surprised at how much of that book is in that dog's head, mm -hmm. even after the dog is rabies. You know, yeah. the dog's talking about there's bees in my head that keep buzzing and driving me crazy. You know, that's something that's hard to adapt to the to the screen. So that's why you have a lot of these movies that don't work, and that's what was missing here. Shit, even Stephen King, even he can't get himself right when he goes to the movies. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. You want to look in the mirror first and get your eyes straight? <laughs> I'm going to scare the hell out of you and take away your cocaine. <laughs> no! Yeah, man, and this movie missed all that. So yeah, you know, I just want to talk about a little bit about Stephen King before we ended this too, and why this is missing the mark. Yeah, it's some bullshit for me, man. I wish I wish I could go in and give it like more credit for the way it was, the way it was good in its own way, in its own cheap little way. The way it was good at the beginning of the movie, but yeah, after 15, 20 minutes, it just it just seemed like it's not even trying anymore. So yeah, that's some old bullshit for me. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the sad part about it is that. You can almost mark the place where the movie gives up, where <laughs> yeah. it's it's just rushing to get through it all, just to get to the end. Like somebody said, you only have an hour and thirty four minutes. No, they told us we could do the whole thing. I don't know what they told you. What is, what is this is what I'm telling you, and your budget's been cut by two thirds. So yeah, do what you can. Yeah, and they and they're just like. Hey guys, if we don't finish, we don't get paid. So let's just let's just get this done. And it's really a bad thing. Like I don't go in this, I don't go into this talking about this 
in a cold-hearted way. I really feel bad for the actors, especially Zac Efron. I know I make Zac Efron gay jokes all the time, but Zac Efron really is a good actor. And he's somebody that's trying to go into like roles now that gets past his looks, mm-hmm. gets gets past his reputation, you know, as far as being like, oh, he was that Disney, that really handsome Disney guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's he he's matured well and the dad role suits him. Yeah. And it's just really bad that, you know, his man, this guy, get meant to fire your agent. Just get, get somebody else because these projects, he's just not found a project that's well, pushed him over. I know, I know. Well, you know, you, you think your agent comes to you and is like, I got a Stephen King adaptation. You know Stephen King is hot again right now. So yeah. you'd be like, all right, hey, hey, this sounds good. All right. Who else yeah. is in it? Well, it's pretty much you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The dad from that 70s show, he's going to be it. Oh, Kurt Smith, I love him. He can tell you that he's got one scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a cameo. Yep. Yeah. Damn, even he looks like, I'm so tired. <laughs> no. I, I worked really hard on I this. Just, Nobody else just did. Just one movie. <laughs> Man, I've tried. And that girl that plays Charlie, I, I just don't think she's very good. Yeah, she's got a little ways to go. She, I mean, she does. It's yeah. funny, I started watching this show called From. Um, Man, it's pretty good, but it's got mm. this little kid. And this kid, he's amazing in it. He's younger than her. But like, like when he's in pain, it really tugs at my, my yeah. heartstrings. But her, nah, not so much. Yeah, that's because she made me mad. Shit, I, I was like, no, I, I should have again more sympathy for this girl. But I'm, I, I quickly grew to like, just not feel anything for that girl. Put yeah, put her ass away. Yeah, Ryan Kira Armstrong is the actress's name. She'll be better. Yeah, yeah. She gets older. Yeah, she'll, she'll, yeah. Stick again, with it. She didn't have the strongest material to work with. True. Yeah. So, hey, uh, I hope nobody bought Peacock for this. (laughs) (laughs) 